This morning we're going to uh, do something a little bit different than we normally do in terms of the order of our service, and uh, we're going to be spending our morning talking about two parts of Christian worship that have sometimes in certain traditions been called sacraments. Others, some Baptists tend to call them ordinances. These acts of worship of communion and baptism. One uh, theologian that I really appreciate how he talks about it calls them acts of commitment. I remember visiting my grandfather's church in St. John where he was a pastor. And it was, it was in kind of the United Church tradition. And I was young, younger than eight. And I was sitting next to my aunt. And she was like the fun-loving, like she taught me how to play baseball. She's the one who took me to see 101 Dalmatians and I was scared to go in. And we were sitting there in the service and I must have like been on this kick where I was watching a lot of Yogi Bear because when communion was starting and they were starting to pass around kind of the, the metal plate with all the cups and the, the cubed up pieces of white bread, I, I said, we're going to get some goodies, eh, boo-boo? And she looked at me, and she wasn't laughing, which I was expecting from my Aunt Sue. But she said, Tyler, this is, this is something that's serious. This is something that's important. I didn't understand communion or the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist or breaking of bread or whatever you want to call it. But it's always been a part of what the church has done as an act of worship in almost every tradition of the church for the last 2,000 years to gather around and to break bread and to drink wine or grape juice in our situation. But many of us have never really kind of taken the time to, to dig into what is this? What, what is this that we're doing? What's it all about? Why do we do it? And why is it so important that for the last 2,000 years, in some shape or form, most traditions of the church have been doing? I'd like you to uh, read with me Matthew 26. This is Matthew's account of the Last Supper. It says this, As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Eat this, or take this and eat it, for this is my body. He took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it, and he gave it to them, and he said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What happened that night, the night where Jesus was arrested and betrayed and the next morning would be crucified, this meal where he takes bread and breaks it and has wine and distributes it to drink has been replicated and passed down and, and done by the church. We see it in, in the disciples on the Emmaus Road in the Gospel of Luke after the resurrection. They're walking with Jesus for miles. They don't realize who it is until they gather together and he breaks bread with them. And they have this moment of realizing who he is and what it is he's done. We read about it in the early church in the book of Acts where they would get together regularly in the temple. They would pray together. They would, they would worship. They would provide for each other's needs and they would gather in homes and they would break bread together. We see this, see this 
crazy phenomenon in the early church where Jews and non-Jews, Gentiles, would get together over the same table and they would break bread representing Christ's body and they would drink wine representing Christ's blood. These two cultures who would stay far apart from each other otherwise are being united for some reason in this meal and because of what it represents. So this morning, in a short amount of time, there are three ways I want to highlight what is going on as we celebrate communion or the Lord's Supper. First of all is remembrance. Remember the famous line that Jesus says in Luke 22. It's picked up by Paul. Do this in remembrance of me. We are committing, as we celebrate communion, to remember Christ and what he has done. And not just in a, oh, hey, remember that thing that happened one time kind of remembering? But a kind of remembering that says, remember the weight of what it was. Remember that the God who created the universe came in the flesh, took on our humanity, died on the cross, a criminal's death, though he was innocent, in our place. Think of the price that he broke his body and shed his blood for our forgiveness, redemption, and transformation. This remembrance is a regrounding for us. I don't know about you, but we can go about our lives day to day, and it is, it's easy to just get sidetracked and to make our life about other things. But when we gather for this meal, it is a regrounding. It is coming back and being reminded, yes, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what my Savior has done for me. Secondly, Communion is a proclamation. There's a, a verse in 1 Corinthians 11 when Paul's talking about the Lord's Supper. He says, every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. We are committing in this act of commitment together to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Like, I love typically the first Sunday of the month where we celebrate communion. No, it's not the first Sunday of the month. Spoiler. But it means I almost always know how I'm going to land the plane when I'm prepping my sermon, right? We know that we are going to hear, rehearse, and be reminded of the gospel that we are called to proclaim. The gospel that says, I have been redeemed by the broken body and spilled blood of Christ. The gospel that says there is forgiveness and grace and an opportunity for you to know and be in relationship with your Creator because of what He did and what this meal represents. Taking communion for us is a, is a proclamation that Jesus is my King. As I eat this meal, it's a way of me stating this act of commitment to say that, that He's mine and I am His. That I am following His way. I'm on His team. He's my Lord. For us, each time we eat this meal, it is an act of recommitment. An act to say, just as I'm nourished by this bread and this grape juice, my soul is nourished. My soul is renewed by Christ and what He's done for me. If you walk into a church on a Sunday morning where we're celebrating communion, I bet you will hear the gospel. And that proclamation is a huge part of what it is about. Thirdly, it's an act of sharing. 
Paul says in 1 Corinthians, he says, And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. There's a reason we call it communion. That it is a binding act where we all together are remembering, proclaiming, and called to be the family of God because of Christ. This salvation that we talk about, the cross, the resurrection, the the empty tomb, is not just about this me and Jesus thing. Yes, it's that. But it's actually also about that we together are called to be Christ's people. That we celebrate this act together. That's why it's so important that we gather together to celebrate this. That it's not quite the same if I'm sitting at home and I take out my premium plus crackers and my leftover grape juice and I kind of do my own communion at home. It's not the same as being with the body, celebrating this act together. Communion is an act of commitment to unity. We don't just celebrate this as as cornerstone. We, We don't just celebrate it as as Baptists in our denomination. No, this is an act of commitment to unity to say, I am part of Christ's bride, the bigger body. Where I bet you there are churches upon churches in our town and around the world who whether this morning or some Sunday this month are gathering around the table, are eating the bread and drinking the wine in remembrance of Christ. Just like Jew and Gentile in the first century came together over this meal, those of us who have differences from different walks of life, who maybe take issue with things in each other, are called to reconcile and come to the table. It's like when Jesus says in his teaching that if you come to to bring your offering in the temple and have an issue against your brother, leave your offering, go reconcile and come. Paul has some very strong words to the Corinthians about those who are taking communion in a way where they were, they were treating others poorly in their community. This is an act and a commitment to unity together. So I'm going to invite you this morning, we're going to partake of the bread and the cup together in remembering Christ's body and blood. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to reflect challenge you to think, do I have unresolved conflict with a brother that I need to take care of before I take this meal? Maybe today it's okay for you to say, I'm not going to eat and drink because I have a brother I need to reconcile. Or maybe for you today, you are saying yes to Jesus and by taking this meal, by eating this bread and drinking this cup, this is an act of commitment to say, okay, I need Jesus. His death on the cross is for me. The life he offers is what I want. I want him to be my king. And so, before you, you'll see bread and a cup. And following the pattern of Christ at the Last Supper, he took bread and broke it. He said, this is my body, which is given for you. And to do this in remembrance of me. And invite you to break the bread at your table. To pass a piece to everyone sitting with you. And if you'd like to partake today, you can eat the bread and remember Christ's body 
which was broken for you.